Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. Thank you so much for hitting play on the Holderness Family Podcast. I don't know what it is about this time of year. It's the sunshine and the warmth. I just went to throw the windows open and um, get rid of everything in my house. Uh, I thought you were going to say suck in all the pollen when, oh, you, when you breathe in the air. For the love. <laughs> but also, yeah, getting rid of I, things. I'm not, I would rather have pollen than snow, so I know I'm lucky. But yes, I just feel this just urge to clear out clutter. I uh, stuff. and you're you're a special type. You don't just love spring cleaning. You like fall cleaning. You like, like winter, winter cleaning. cleaning. You like the decluttering process. We, uh, we we've talked about absolutely. it on this podcast. Yes. That I would there. I longingly am like, oh, what can I do this weekend? I don't have anything on the books. I'm going to clean out a closet. It brings me joy. It does, but it also brings you stress. And we talk about that coming up in a second. That sometimes you get fixated on things that that you need to get rid of. And so that, I mean, that comes with the territory of the type of brain that you have. And I have the type of brain that doesn't necessarily get along with that brain Mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm problematic in my own way. I don't see clutter. Mm -hmm. I don't acknowledge it, which is fine for me, but I live with you. Yes. (laughs) And then, you know, and you're a good partner, but I will say our guest today on today's podcast, it is a really good one guys. And if, if you are, in this stage of life where it just seems like this stuff is taking over, you're going to want to listen to this. You know, one in four Americans admit to having a clutter problem, and 50% of people feel overwhelmed by the stuff they have in their home. And we, we've discussed KonMari. We've talked to the organizational geniuses that brought you the home edit. We've had organizational conversations before. I perked up when I heard about this woman just because of one of the things that she champions, because I love the name. It's called Swedish Death Cleaning. (laughs) And I want to hear like heavy metal music behind it. Actually, Max, can you do that for me? We're going to talk about Swedish Death Cleaning today. It's, It's catchy. Okay, and, as, it down. and as it turns out, it does kind of line up a little bit more with my personality. Should I talk like is that better? Yes. Yeah. Today we have Catherine Sneerly from Do It On A Dime. Catherine has been creating content online since 2011, and she's here to share her best organizing and frugal living tips. Do It On A Dime currently has over 2 million subscribers on YouTube, and she's appeared on segments with Good Morning America, ABC News, and BuzzFeed. Catherine accidentally fell into making videos on the internet while being a teacher. She was a middle school teacher, Spanish middle school teacher. Her videos cover cleaning, decorating, and organizing in a cost-effective way. She also discusses mental health and motivation to those watching at home, especially for parents who feel like they struggle to do it all. Please welcome Catherine. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Hello. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, we're so excited. We have a lot of different directions we can go 
in this interview, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I like to start with just something personal or weird, and this is just this is personal and weird that you went to high school, middle school. Sorry, middle school in Michigan with our, our Midwest neighbor. With our Midwest neighbor, who, if you follow any of our content, she's also a producer and she does a lot of work with us. And the that, that the world is very very small, is it not? It really is. And literally, as soon as I saw those videos, all of my friends and I were like sharing them back and forth. I feel like I have a claim to fame of like the quintessential online Midwestern accent now because you guys popularized it so much. So I could easily slip into it anytime. Uh, well, and then we're going to need to hear that. So I would say right now, because honestly, the first time I heard Anne-Marie do it, I was like, wait a minute. Is this is that real? Is that real oh, or is it, it is totally real. That's exactly how oh we talk. God, really. Her. And do you want a casserole? What can I bring you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but uh, we, I, I heart, I heart the Midwest. Okay. Well, claim to fame for sure. But it, it is, it's, you have millions of YouTube subscribers, all these loyal followers. I will say you came onto my radar pretty early on because I was, I'm super into, or I effort being organized uh -huh. but there was a particular video of yours the swedish death cleaning mm -hmm. and i think i watched it three times i loved the entire message it was so beautifully done but can you can you explain to our listeners who yeah. are not familiar with the concept just what what that is Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I feel like that that video literally came out of nowhere because I was literally looking at my house one day and I was like, everything is a mess. I have no motivation. And I feel like I need to like make a motivating video to show my viewers how to clean and organize, right? Because that's what I do. So I'm literally scrolling Pinterest and I see this image pop up that says Swedish death cleaning. And I was like, wait, what is that? Am I listening to like heavy metal music and like cleaning <laughs> my house? Like I need some of that. So I click on it. And then I was led to this book by a woman named Margareta Magnusson. Um, and she talks about the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning. And it's a practice in Sweden near the end of your life when you have all this like stuff and clutter from your entire life that you say, I don't need this. Most of the people in my family, if I ask them, probably aren't going to want it. So now is the time to like unburden myself of it. And I'm reading this going, why don't I do this right now? There are so many things in my house that like I don't use that are weighing me down. They're taking away from my peace. So I just was like, hey, I'm going to give this a try. Um, and so I did. I decided I was going to Swedish death clean my house when I was 35. All right. So <laughs> There's who thought when they were young that there were going to be different schools of cleaning strategy and or philosophy, but there right? are uh, there's there was KonMari that we all we made a video about that back in the day. It's basically if something doesn't bring you joy, um, then you talk to it and you um, <laughs> give it like a, a respectful goodbye. And that's that that was its own TV show. This mm -hmm. this strategy, Swedish death cleaning. I think appeals to me a little bit more because it definitely it's not emotionless, but it puts a different emotional assignment to what it is that you're doing, particularly mm -hmm. the one thing that you've said before that I think makes a ton of sense, which is when you own something, it also owns a piece of you. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was pretty profound. Yes. And I feel like also with a lot of these methods, there's always like kind of a, a coined phrase that, that goes with them, right? And with um, the KonMari method, it's very much, does this spark joy? Yeah. And I think a lot of stuff in your life like doesn't really spark anything. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yeah, I, I do. Like, I don't know if this I have potato a potato masher. About this or not, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I really, that's why I really liked Swedish death cleaning because it focuses on the time that your stuff takes away from you. Like the amount of time that you spend cleaning and organizing and managing your stuff takes away from the time that you could be living life. And it was really after I did that method, because there's like the sentimental clutter, right? And that's its own separate category. But for the little things that you need to make a quick decision on, I literally got to the spot where it's like, you know what, if I can replace this in 20 minutes for less than $20, if I actually needed this item again, I would just go out and get it. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So it'll freed me to like let go of some of those things and have more time back, which at the end of the day is what I was really looking for. <laughs> you had, I mean, not to the, the sentimental part of it. There was something in there that I still remember and I process mm. as I'm cleaning things out. You talked about a tea set your grandmother had left you and she had left yes. you a note. It said something like, when you use this, I hope it it, it reminds you of me or something like that. And your whole question was, well, I don't use it. And she said, when you mm -hmm. use it. So you were able to 
donate that or give, I don't know what exactly how that ended up, but my issue is, so his dad's no longer with us. His mom's in assisted living. We had to clean out his house and I wanted to save everything. You, you and my sister-in-law both. It was interesting because, and you guys, I, I think you thought that I was dissociating or that maybe I was just being a bit cold. But he, right. they were just like, pitch it, pitch it, pitch it. And normally I am the person that gets rid of clutter, but I was wondering, but can you talk to us a little bit how, how you deal with those items that are more sentimental? Yeah, I feel like that's so hard and everybody deals with it differently. Something, and I'm so glad that you said this, Kim, because I do the same thing that I do with stuff sometimes is I put the person associated with that thing in the thing. Mm-hmm. So if I have like China or like a bunch of items that really meant a lot to this person, it's like that stuff becomes the person. And it's really not. It's the memory that I carry of the person that is the person. That's what stays with me. But for some reason, all of those things have to have some sort of meaning. But when you have a thousand items, like a thousand pieces of China, they're all zipped up in little bags, right? That You're shoving it in a cabinet. You're not using it. I, I really, for myself, had to get to the spot where one or two items paid better and more faithful homage to the person I love than a thousand things. So I could have a couple of things for each person in my life, right? That I want to remember. I look at it and I go, wow, that really reminds me of my great grandma or my grandma loved this and I can love it too. But when I have all of those things, I can't. And it took time, right? Like I'm somebody that has to have, have like a space and time to think about, do I want to let this go? Like there are certain things that I have to put, I call it like a halfway home in my yeah. garage, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to put this in a box and put a date on it. And if by next year, I can't even remember what's in the box, I can let those things go. Cause I get decision fatigue, right? There's all of these things. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? So like gently moving them to the next stage of out. And then when I realize, you know what, I actually really don't need it and I don't miss it, then I can let it go. And I think it's different for everybody, but that's worked for me. I love that idea because I I do love clearing clutter. I deal with anxiety, mm-hmm. and I think huh. that the this just seeing clutter makes me very very anxious. And yeah, do you have something to add to that, there, Pinster? Well, uh, you're just you're just an enigma wrapped in a I know in a bacon wrapped scallop. You're just you're you're, you're <laughs> fascinating to me because you do have a clutter issue, and I don't and I don't like it. And that you don't like it. But, but then I want to save the sentimental things. Yes. Yes. And on top of that, you do have a, you have a purchasing yes. uh, capability <sighs> that is strong, which sometimes I feel like would go hand in hand with the clutter. And so it's fascinating He's to dancing me. right now. He is like trying so hard. I love you. I love both of you. <laughs> but have you run into that? sort of question about how like clutter isn't just from keeping things it's from continuing to bring in new things yes and i feel like this is why i needed swedish death cleaning so much because it says that's why we hold on to things like there's three essential reasons it's our clutter instinct right like we we go in target we see all the things we're like this is amazing or this is a nifty thing that would make my life better right our hoarding instincts we like to hold on to things and like just the sake of or like the thought of having it you're like okay i feel like safer and better because i have this thing and then we're afraid if we let it go we're gonna need it later right so i feel like for me there's like this whole narrative in my head of like a thousand things i need to hold on to this for all of these reasons when really almost none of that is even true in fact like if you even think back to the things that you've let go of and decluttered i cannot think of one thing that i actually miss right like Mm -hmm. I, i don't think of one thing that i let go that i'm like shoot i shouldn't have let go of that there's only been one item that I ever decluttered that I was like, shoot, I shouldn't have gotten rid of that. And I wish I had it. And that was a letter that was written to me um, by my brother who passed away in 2017. And it was like this, I had it in a shoebox, And I was like, this letter, I can always go back to, to remember him when I'm feeling down or missing him. And for some reason, this box got left out and that letter got decluttered with all of this stuff. So it got decluttered accidentally. It was decluttered cluttered accidentally and i thought oh my gosh i cried over it i was like i can't believe we let this go but then like a few months passed and i thought to myself you know what like even if i had that letter what would be different nothing would be different like the sentiment of that letter is always with me i don't have the physical piece of paper but like i'm okay 
And for some reason, it was like that specific thing kind of reminded me that with all this stuff that we spend like so much time like holding on to like, oh man, do I need this? Should I keep this? And like hemming and hawing. It's like at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Your next video needs to just be straight to camera talking to people (laughs) who are cleaning out their parents' homes. And and here's why I'm saying that. There's a lot of people who are dealing with that right now, right at our age. We're middle-aged. Like we're we're older than you. Congratulations on being young. (laughs) We're, We're approaching 50. And so our parents are getting into that stage where either a they are passing away and you have to go do it or b they're they're downsizing, downsizing. or they're moving in as my parents case was into assisted living or skilled nursing and so you need to do this thing that your video mm-hmm. that you can that you tell that story because as you said there's there's 300,000 things in the average home and there's going to be a situation where you're going to go to your parents' house and you're going to have to make these decisions and you are riddled with with guilt and with questions and with issues. And I think that's the most important time to understand this. Yes, absolutely. And I think too, and, and in my experience, the faster that you can make a decision, if you delay a decision, you have to make another decision later. Do you know what I'm saying? So you're looking at this, you're going, I don't know what to do with this. So I'm going to hold on to it. But now again, you're going to force yourself two months from now to make another decision about that item and all of that stuff comes back. So the more that you can like do it up front, the better, and then take that, you know, those next items that you're maybe not sure about. And I put them in that halfway home, right? And then decide, okay, I'm done. But it also is different for everybody. And I also think, and this is so true. I think about this with my kids all the time. Never have them ask them a question when they're halt, right? Like hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Like when they're in that headspace and you try to get something done, it's like all hell breaks loose, right? right? Same with people. Like if you're in the middle of grief or something really hard or it's challenging and you're trying to make a decision in that mind, like headspace, you're never gonna be able to do it. But if you can get yourself in a spot where you know, you've given yourself the, the adequate time that you need. If it's grief and you've lost somebody, let's say, or it just becomes too overwhelming, take a break and then come back to it when you're fresh. Cause that literally makes a huge difference. Sometimes I think like after a long day, we're beating our heads against the wall going, why can't we make any progress on this? It's like, hold on, maybe we just need to stop for a second, mm-hmm. come back to this tomorrow. Yeah. And I, I find that with marriage too. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I will say my inspired sort of by what we had to go through with Penn's parents my and my mother mm-hmm. having to clean out her mom's house. My mother has already started the process. She's like, I'm not going to do this to you. And she started getting rid of stuff. And I have sort of attacked that as well. I do. I do. I do clear out. I do a lot of donations. Um, I will. I will have to say, Penn. Right. You, you do. You're great. You, you hang on you're, to a lot of stuff. Uh, too. I, I do, OK. So here's our fundamental difference is mm-hmm. I, I think my my main issue is if if someone gives something away and then six months later, you're like, where's my blank? And the answer Uh, is we just gave it away. We have to buy a new one that fills me with a small amount of, uh, of well, not rage, like frustration. Like why, why did we, we do that? So I don't know. So like that, that has happened a few times and I'm like, Oh, now we have to buy another one. Well, then I'm I'm cranky old cranky pants. Yeah. (laughs) But then what? Yeah. But then we, that's, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. But then it's just wasting money. No. Yeah. And you kind of have to decide too, like, do you want to be a little bit cranky in the moment that you bought something that you have to let go? Like you already spent the money on it, right? Or maybe you might, there's a chance that you could be a little bit cranky later when you have to rebuy it. But 90% of the time that doesn't happen. And in all the interim, all those days and years that you get to spend in your house, not looking at a ton of clutter and feeling more peace. Like to me, that's the spot I hold on to. Like there might be a little cranky, like on the outskirts of having to like rebuy something. But at the end of the day, you're not surrounded by a bunch of stuff that you don't know what to do with that you have to look at every day and have a reminder of like, man, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And sometimes it helps me too. like, if I feel like I have like a little project with the stuff, or I have a way that I can take something and turn it into something else. One thing that I, for some reason, really struggle with, especially when people have passed, um, is clothes. For some reason, like yeah. clothes to me, like are really remind me of that person, right? And so like, I literally held on to like, almost like part of a wardrobe for a few months, like in our guest bedroom. And I was like, what am I doing with this? But I feel weird letting it go, right? Yeah. So what I ended up doing was just taking a couple of shirts out of that and holding on to those and putting them in a bag for a little while. And then eventually having that turned into, you could do a quilt. I ended up doing a teddy bear, right? Like the person's favorite clothes or shirt. So now that has meaning. And I set it up and I'm like, I remember that person, but I could let all of that other stuff go. Um, 
and it gave kind of purpose to the project in a way. Yeah. Um, or if there's like a few pieces of China or a few items that you're like, these are really beautiful. I could see putting that in my home. Give them a space, right? Make a spot for that and put it on display because that's the purpose of it anyway, right? And we'll be right back. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. On to just the motivation part of this, because mm -hmm. I think that there's, again, I deal with like anxiety, some like fun days of depression too, which are super mm -hmm. fun. So I want to, I look around, I'm like, I know I'd feel so much better if this closet were cleaned out. I just, I feel mm -hmm. kind of a lighter feeling when things are more organized. <clears throat> but then there are days where I, or, and stretches quite on, if I can be honest, that mm -hmm. I just, I lack the motivation to even start because it seems very daunting. How, yeah. what's your advice for getting motivated on this, staying motivated on this, how to, how to tackle something that's big? I am the exact same way, Kim. And I feel like when I'm feeling anxious or down, I also freeze and then I want to do absolutely nothing. I'm like, I feel like I can't start. So I just want to go in the room and shut the door and like put blankets over myself and take a nap. Right. <laughs> that seems easier. And if I wait for the motivation to strike, it often never does. And then I'm frustrated with myself. So something that I really love that has helped a lot is the idea of 20 minutes right? Like just getting up and doing 20 minutes of something. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole bunch of brain science that you can look up. It's called Pomodoro's technique, which is like, if you do something for 20 minutes, it's like the perfect amount of time to like, allow yourself to feel motivated. Mm -hmm. And usually I try to do something where there's like a clear end to it, right? Like maybe I'm just going to like clean out the dishes in the sink. Like that's all I'm doing. I'm literally just going to get all this pile that I let pile up, get it done. And now I have a clean sink. And I find that when I do that, once I get started, it's a lot easier for me to like roll into other stuff mm -hmm. because I did something, even if it's small, I got up. It doesn't have to all be done for it to be good. Right. I did just a few things and now I'm like, Hey, I actually feel a little better. And now I kind of want to tackle some other things. It doesn't happen every time, but often I feel like I'm kind of an intense person. Like if I get started with something, I'm like, Ooh, that was fun. Maybe I could do this or I could clean out this or like I go yeah. more than I think I actually could. I end up tackling very strange things like yeah, silverware drawer. I'm like, I how do, how are there crumbs in here? What is happening? And I'll start vac. You know, 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning, I'll be vacuuming out the vacuuming. silverware drawer. I can I can oh my God. confirm this. Let me ask you this, Kim. Are you doing that? What, what what kind of space is your brain in when you're doing that? Is it a space of frustration, or does it make you feel better, or what is that? What normally causes that, and what is the effect of that? I the, I will see something, and I will not be able to continue with my day until that thing is fixed. I don't know what sort of <gasps> mental kind of tweak that is, and it, and and I will be late for something. I will ignore something. I will won't do anything else until that really strange shelf in the garage or the silverware drawer or something is more visually pleasing and cleaned out. And I don't know what that is. Honestly, I do the exact same thing. I feel like what when I do stuff like that, what I'm really looking for is for like something in the chaos of everything to feel right. Do you right. know what I'm saying? It's right. Like, a bomb went off around like, me, but this one drawer yes, is going to be amazing. It, and you know what? Honestly, there's like nothing wrong with that. Like, why not? If it's making you feel better, 
why not do it? Um, but I, for the rest of my house, I think I had this idea, especially because I create online content, right? Like that I had this idea initially in my head that like I could find somehow a way that my entire house would be organized. Mm. And I think when I first, cause I started my YouTube channel 10 years ago. And I think when I first started my channel, you know, we had like two young kids. Um, I think I thought eventually I'm going to find like the magic solution. But I think like over time, gosh, I really feel like there is no one magic solution at all. And I know that. And I also know that parts of my house are always going to look like junk, no matter what I do. I'm okay with that. And I sing it from the rooftops. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, my goal is that 80% of my house looks pretty good 80% of the time. I so, love that. Okay. So you're, and, I just pictured walking into your house, everything would be in its place and highly organized at all times. That's not true? Absolutely not. No. I mean, there's a there's a whole pile of junk shoved in the back. They can't see. I just like <laughs> move it over. <laughs> if the camera doesn't see it, it's not there. Right, right. I mean, it's really interesting because I do think that you and Kim have a lot of similarities. You both uh, have been open about anxiety, about how mm-hmm. that uh, is something that you live with and that you cope with, that you don't use as an excuse, that that you find ways to to work through. I think mm-hmm. that that 20-minute example is a good one. You were saying that you become fixated on something when it's when it's not clean. That's kind of that motivation. And I just think it's fascinating because there are those other types of brains. One of them is sitting right next to you where mm-hmm. order isn't so important. Sometimes cleaning something you're doing it and you're just getting that dopamine hit of checking off a task. And you're like, ah, look at that. That worked out well. But there's mm-hmm. no initial fire lit under said bottom to to have to do that because you either don't notice it or it doesn't bother you. Do you have relationships with people in your life, Catherine, where there's that yin and yang? Oh, yeah. My husband. Yeah. Literally stuff just like maybe. around does not bother him at all. And I re- I read this study once that this is very common for women, that a lot of women, like when they see physical clutter in their space, their cortisol level rises and it makes them super stressed out. Like and you can it does- see it chemically. There's a yes, reaction. Like, wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But my husband is that way. He is just like everything out all the time. It doesn't really bother him. And that's how I know if like an organizing system is really great. If my husband and my kids can follow it, I'm like, I did a good job on this. Even if they can follow part of it, I'm like, yeah, that really worked out. Cause I get that a lot. It's funny. Like if I go somewhere because I make organization content and cleaning content, they're like, Oh, Catherine, when I come over, I'm so sorry. Like my house is kind of dirty or, Oh yeah. Don't look at that cabinet. You don't want to see that. I live in a mess. And I'm like, listen, I feel like my house looks like that half the time too. I mean, it's not just me living here. It's me and my kids. Our fridge by the end of the week always is a complete disaster because everybody's in it all all the time, right? So if I can find like little ways to make it just a little bit easier and a little bit better, I literally consider that a win because I feel like there's such a, and it's easy to look at Pinterest or look at YouTube videos and you see that is like the whole when really it's not. (laughs) So how did you get started in making this very specific type of content? I was a teacher for a really long time mm-hmm. and I, 10 years, um, I taught middle school Spanish. Ooh. So I, I loved it. Like I love middle schoolers. They're so fun and weird and silly. They'll play, but they're, I just love them. And I didn't have a lot of money to work with. And so, but I also loved organizing and obviously teaching. So I just realized like, man, nobody is really talking about how to live on a dime, right? Everything on YouTube is all really expensive products. So right. I was like, you can do this for so much cheaper. Why not make videos, you know, online about this? And so that's kind of how I started. And there were a lot, this was during the recession too. So this was back in like 2013. So a lot mm-hmm. of people were interested in this content. They're like, man, like, okay, I've never, I did not know that. And it just kept spinning and growing. And it just, I kind of became known as like the resident organizer that could do it from the dollar store. So yeah, yeah. you spend a lot of time at the dollar store. Which I do. is great, but you you have opened my eyes to a lot a lot of dollar store. I'm not going to call them a dupe, but I mean the the, the things that you're selling for a lot more at yeah. Target, you can get those same sort of things at the dollar store. I don't want to sound out of touch because I haven't been to a dollar store in a minute. I think he the doesn't last go time. to stores in general. Yeah, I just yes. don't go to stores. But are they actually <gasps> still selling things for one dollar? Like with inflation, that has to buy you like a dollar only buys you like a nickel. Uh, now, they, right? they, they they increased the price to a dollar twenty five. So it's now the dollar twenty five. They call it the dollar twenty five store. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but so they yeah. but they uh, they have other stores that everything is kind of like five 
$5 and under. But yeah, I mean, they, I feel like the dollar stores did get hit. Um, so they're trying to bring in some like other products to basically make you spend more money on other stuff, which you got to be careful in, right? Like if you're in the dollar store, I think this is something that I can be guilty of. And I'm always checking myself and with my audience on is that you see like organization products and in your mind, again, this is like that clutter instinct that Kim and I have, right? Yeah. We're like, Ooh, mm-hmm. that product is going to make me organized yes. when really it's not the case. And it's, it's only a dollar 25. I can buy nine of them. And now my house is going to be perfect when really it's about starting with decluttering and the products are a tool to help you get there. So I always have to remind myself of that because it, it's so exciting when you're in there and you're like, oh, this is oh, so affordable. I, I could get nine. Yeah, I, should, I should get, I'm throwing away money if I don't spend $10 <laughs> totally. on this. That's your favorite line. I love it. I know. I'm like, honey, I think at the time this is going to save me. This is practically free. I'm making money on this. Uh, so you, your children, talk to me mm-hmm. about, so my kids are... 13 and 16, great kids, do great in school, great friends, blah, blah, blah. Very busy children, as they should be at this stage in life. So I look into their closet specifically, and that is just where, it. that's just where all the, when I ask them to clean their room, stuff gets shoved. And when I sit there, if, if there is a random hour on a Saturday for us to pull things out and go through, they both, less so my son, but more my daughter, even just old t-shirts from camps, things like that, she refuses to part with. So it gets pretty cluttered and she has about a thousand t-shirts from tennis camps that don't even, she's not worn in five years. But I see where you're going with this. We almost, we need like Lisa Damore in here with her so we can figure, because there are these emotional lives of teenagers when it comes to Right. So how do you help a child to take part in the decluttering because she's 16 now so when she was seven I could go in and she would never even know and I would throw away half her crap and she wouldn't know but how do you do it now with kids in their teens oh my gosh well my kids are nine and seven and so I'm still in the stage where we have like the two options there's the time that we're like doing stuff together and they can help and then there's other times where I'm like oh no that loud toy I'm sticking it in a bag and we are never seeing that again (laughs) yes But I mean, for me, I feel like I would classify a 16 year old as kind of like how my brain works too. I still feel like I'm 16 on the inside. Like I would very easily like left to my own devices. I'm going to just like shove stuff in there, but like, oh, I'll keep that. I definitely need it. So I use bins, containers and organization to help give me limits. Like I am not the, I don't have to be the bad guy to myself. The container or the system is the bad guy to me. So in my closet, I have a container that is just for my pants. I fold them up. I do do that KonMari style, yes. right? So they're like a little file system. And when that bin is full, I'm like, I can't keep any more pants because this is all, this is all the space that I reasonably have mm. to enjoy my closet. So I have to say, all right, this is a tough decision, but I have to decide what are the nine pants that I'm keeping? And that's it. And um, it took a little bit of practice at first, but I really feel like that's been helpful. I only keep limited hangers in my closet. And because of that, I'm like, once I use up all my hangers, I'm like, I'm not buying new hangers. I'm not going to shove stuff on the floor. What can I let go of? So that dream closet that everyone has in their brain that you can like walk into and there's a desk and there's a TV in there and it's like the size of your bedroom. You're saying that is not good. (laughs) Probably not. Okay. Especially if you have a brain like I do, where you just want to keep all the things. You're like, this is cool. This shirt is fun. I could wear this dress one day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're fun to look at in pictures, but it's not realistic. And the only way that I can keep my, like, hold myself to that is I actually have a declutter bin in my closet. Like, I have a basket that is in the corner of my closet that is for the stuff that I'm going to send to the donation center. And I will literally be in my closet and just like take stuff off and be like, yep, this. This is out. Yeah. This has got pilling or I don't, you know, I don't wear this anymore. Um, um, and it makes it easy. So I don't have to make a lot of decisions. Basically, anywhere in my life that I can save time and make fewer decisions. I'm like, yep, that's that's what I want. That's a good idea because rarely do I have a it, Lola's closet probably needs five hours and she doesn't have five <gasps> hours to give. So mm-hmm. I would pr- I probably just need to put a laundry basket in there or a trash bag but that might get confused with trash so maybe just a laundry bin and say like hey as you're getting ready in the morning just toss a few t-shirts in there or something like that and then we can go through a little bit better mm-hmm. about the reorganization because it is and it, but it doesn't bother her yeah. like it bothers me mm-hmm. and she finds a way well, to make it work let me ask you this i mean it, it, i think she uh Catherine was touching on this it's almost time to start treating her as an adult when it comes to this anyway because she's becoming right, one yeah, pretty she has, quickly she can, i i think she might even understand that concept that like this closet 
is a limit. It's not something to be crammed in. Like it's, if, if it's too full, that's too many things. Right. It's not like you're going to get a bigger closet. So I think we could even say it to her that way and see how it goes. What do you think? No, 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 no. I mean, that's our, the rooms of our home actually aren't big and the closets aren't that big either, but I'm okay with that because I don't feel like you need more and more stuff. I don't desire the, cl- I mean, the, it's, they're beautiful. The ones you can walk into and they have just mm-hmm. entire jewelry cases and stuff. That's beautiful. But then I would be tempted to keep when I don't need to keep. No, it's stuff. It's stuff to manage. And then, you know, along the way too, cause I am also like this, I need something to like, to make it a little bit fun. Like if there's a way to like, could I add some labels on here? I try to only keep like one type of item per container. Cause I'm also lazy and I would just want to like throw stuff in. And if there's 90 things in there, it's just going to get lost. And I'll forget it. So can I put a label on that? That makes this beautiful or buy just like a couple of new things to like, give this like a little touch of pizzazz. So I walk in and I'm like, you get that feeling. You're like, Oh, this is really nice space. That motivates me. It doesn't sound like pet that would motivate you but for me that's like <laughs> my thing <laughs> yeah I, so i'm problematic uh here's here's another thing about just this other type of brain that i'll just represent i'm not sure that how many of yeah. them are listening to this podcast but chaos breeds a little bit of creativity from time oh. to time and th- yeah. this is something that I've we've heard in our journey that we've taken on these podcasts that I've thought, yeah. oh, that's great. Now, that doesn't mean I can just have a carte blanche excuse to be a snob, but... You mean a slob? Did I say snob? Sure slob did. to be a slob <laughs> or a snob. I'm definitely not a snob in this sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, there, the, the other part of it is that when you are doing a job that involves creativity or you're in kind of the the... ADHD kind of hyper focus mode, you don't even notice the stuff that's around you. So it's those two things together. I'm, I am your probably uh, most problematic client when it comes to that. However, the cleaning out stuff, I don't like, I don't remember the last time that I bought a pair of pants or threw away a pair of pants. So I've got like a zero sum situation going on. I just got pants. Um, and and if I don't wear a pair of pants for a year, I, I throw them away for the most part. That is untrue. Okay, that's untrue. That is incredibly um, untrue. I've been starting to do that. But when I do it, I don't have like an emotional problem. My main thing is like, am I, am I going to, what if I need these? Like, what if these come back in style? Look what's happening with, yeah. with low rise jeans. Um, or that's like, so true. It, right, I, but I, yeah. I honestly feel like though, like I also enjoy the chaos of creativity because I also really like crafting and I think if I'm like thinking of my own house the spot where like things like really explode are always in my crafter like that is how I craft um I just take everything and I explode it out and then I can just like zero in and focus and I don't even see everything else but I also think that's kind of a gift thinking in that way because also if an organizing system works for you that means it's a darn good system do you know what I'm I'm saying it's like it's it's so easy that it's effortless for you to put away. It's easier for you to put it away than it would be for you just to leave it all out. Like a one step system, really easy in, easy out. I don't know. I think um because my husband is the same way. He does not, it does not bother him at all. Um, so I think I think there is a gift in that and finding what works for you because organizing and finding something for your home is literally, it should be catered to you. Like for me, my home is like my space, my sanctuary. Like I want to walk in here and feel happy and it doesn't have to look like any type of way like somebody else decided, like this is what organizing looks like. It's what it looks like for me. It's my timetable, my life. And so I think when I had that mindset shift, um, this was really like a few years ago as my content started evolving and changing. I was like, this is really what I'm looking for is just to have peace and to have fun. So whatever, however that looks for you, do it. Okay. So what, why? No, yeah, I'm waiting for you. No, 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 no. I, I, I was going to ask. So what, what, where can people find you? Oh, what yeah. sort of, you know, content mm-hmm. are you doing these days? Tell, tell the listeners where to find you. So most, I mean, I'm pretty much everywhere because you kind of have to be these days, right? right? All the places, but YouTube is my main thing. So youtube.com slash do it on a dime. You can also find me at do it on a dime blog.com. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all the places. All the places. It's a lot of, you know, I probably do need to follow you on the TikTok. I, <laughs> I do. I do spend a lot of time on TikTok. Is there any that other, are there any other tips as I feel like we're in the, I'm in the mood to do the spring cleaning, but as people listen and this, they're going to, they vowed to spend their weekend cleaning things out. Any other tips, tricks, anything you think we should guidance you think we should know? 
Oh, man. Um, I know you spent 10 years I, doing content on this, but <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. I mean, my favorite things are to find a playlist that you love that gets you up and moving. That always helps. It doesn't all have to be done all at once for you to make progress, even if it's just 20 minutes getting up and doing something and find a system that works for you. And that is going to be easy for you to maintain because you don't need one extra thing in your life. Whatever you can let go of to make your life more simple, do it. You will not regret it. I love this. Well, this has been such a joy to talk to you, Catherine. Yay. I'm happy to know you and to know somebody, our Midwest neighbor's neighbor. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. It just came back out. It just on what I don't I think Midwesterners do a pretty incredible job of masking their original yes. dialects, like better than most Southerners, where you you it, it just turns on and off like yes. a light switch. So congratulations on that as well. But why hide it? Why hide it, Catherine? Yeah, exactly. It, you know what? It comes out with the right people or certain words it really comes out in. How do you say um, bagel? Because we we um we make fun of Amory on this. She says bagel or bagel. How does she say? Oh, does, oh, she's a bagel person. See, I say if my Midwestern way would be bagel. Okay. If you want a bagel. A bagel. a bagel and a pop. A bagel and a pop. <laughs> Definitely get a lot of pop. A lot of pop. But she doesn't drink pop because that's so funny. What's the other one? Okay. So if you were going on a trip where you were appearing, like, you're taking a bus and you're appearing in certain amphitheaters everywhere. It's going to be your world. Tour. <laughs> <laughs> So you and Anne-Marie say tour like it rhymes with sewer. Which I, like, and everyone I know either says tour or, or tour, tour. But tour. I, I had never heard tour before. How do you say it, Penn? Tour. Yeah, your world tour. Tour. Yeah. Tour. 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 Okay. Anyway, we've she spent says a, tour though, a just lot like Anne Marie. Yeah, I have a lot of, a lot of time. On she's that. like, how would you guys feel about doing a tour? And I was like, I don't know what that is. And then she... <laughs> Oh, anyway. Well, you guys both have the same kind of like sunny disposition too. It's, it's, uh, uh, people are just happier in the Midwest. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and inspiring us to... Swedish death clean. <laughs> Swedish death clean. Get that closet. I Man. know. Well, honestly, I mean, I know we're trying to wrap this up here, but I, I will say I do... After cleaning out your your mom's, she had so many beautiful things, and I was cleaning mm -hmm. them out. I'm like, who am I? I'm some chick his her son married, and I'm making a decision on this. So now, when I'm cleaning things out of my own, I'm like, I don't want my son's future wife to be making these decisions. There it is. Yeah. So I yep. I'm I'm doing it so she doesn't have to and, slash. Yeah. Yeah. And our parents yeah. did such a good job. Up to the point that at my dad's funeral, he passed out something called death wishes. There was a worksheet that you could fill out with your, your kids about a lot of like advanced directive stuff or if your brain goes south. But like the, the only thing that they weren't really able to because of dementia help us out with ahead of time was the decluttering. Yeah. And the, what you're saying and what you're doing and the way that you're thinking and the way that your mom is doing it is such a huge favor to people. Yeah. So that, like I said, yeah. I said this before, I think this is really important for people in our season of life because it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Breaking, it's breaking the clutter cycle, yeah. right? It's, it's just breaking it and saying, I don't have to hold on to guilty clutter anymore. I can just be like, boom, All gone. It's, it's gone. Yeah. Thank you. You're Thanks. a dream. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much for having me. I loved that conversation with Catherine. Yeah. I, honestly, you are up for any type of just spirited debate or conversation that involves the cleaning of things. <laughs> you know what I love though? Here, let's get real. Is that it seems very low judgment because there are many days when I have the desire, I look around at this space and I think, oh my gosh, I cannot function one single minute with it looking like this because our house does get very cluttered because we work here. We're two adults that work here. We have other adults that come in and work here. So I get very overwhelmed by it. But then some days I just simply lack the desire and I can pull the covers over my head and just depression takes hold, anxiety takes hold. And I feel I, I freeze instead of going into action. And I think it was honestly made me feel, I don't want anybody to go through that, but it made me feel a little bit better that she said, Oh, she goes through that too. Yeah. That I'm it's completely normal. 
Yeah. So I can't believe, I think 15 year old Penn would be stunned if 48 year old Penn was telling him that he had discussed at great length, three different philosophies on cleaning in the last couple of years. <laughs> but I have, because we've, we've talked to the home edit ladies who we love. love, we love just not only for what they bring to the world, but also just personally, we have discussed KonMari at great detail and watched even some of the shows and made videos about it. And none of them have really 100 landed for me for reasons that are very personal. So KonMari, I don't understand anything, any sort of item bringing me joy. I just don't item. It, items don't bring you joy. Right. There's like, how is items. It possible? Right. Yeah. So that, I had a tough time with that. The home edit, I think it was just a little too uh, color coordinated and organized for my, it, it didn't, that didn't give me that, that kind of organization porn feeling that I think a lot of people got when they looked at the home you, edit. You did get inspired to organize our like production area. Yes. So yes. that part did work. I'm talking about an overarching oh, the philosophy. The color coded of yeah. it. Yes. An overarching sort of philosophy. This overarching philosophy of just get rid of it, you guys. It owns part of you. That really, for many personal reasons, one of which is that I had to go through this with my parents. And yeah. I, I, I actually allowed a tinge of guilt to come into my head when I was throwing away a tuxedo that no one would ever be able to fit into because it's my dad's tuxedo. And I, I just didn't see why people were having trouble with it. And, and it's to her, to her, it's this decision that you're postponing that you're going to have to make eventually. And in this, in my case, it was with my parents' stuff that had now become basically my stuff that he never would have wanted to do to me. Ever, ever. And so Swedish death cleaning sounds heartless and a little bit death metal-y, but I think it's the most humane thing that you can do for yourself and for the people around it's you. so generous. And I, that's why I thank my mother. I mean, she called me, gosh, maybe it was, you know, six months ago and she was going through, she, she's a reader and she, yeah. and she's a writer, reader and a writer. And she's a, a writer that reads a lot. So just the books. And so she said, I'm going through these because I don't want you to have to make these decisions because she had to make those decisions for her mother. And I just like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. But not that she's going anywhere. She's hanging on for a long, long time. I, I think we found a way to make Swedish death cleaning inspiring right? Not too much of a downer, right? Should we do a podcast? And you guys message us. If you've made it all the way to the end, I, I love you guys. That Where we just all. go through our crap? No, no, no. Oh, okay. You guys that make it to the end and you send me messages on Instagram and screenshot, I heart you. So just so much love. Because your dad, at, this is the fifth time we've mentioned it, at, at his funeral, one of, he planned his funeral, A, and down to the songs that were to be, hymns to be sung and the, and the person who was going to be doing it. He, we had, worksheets that were handed out and i i think it's it, awesome he's so he was so funny but sometimes didn't zoom out and look because i think he called it like death wishes and what it said it, in capital letter he had horrible handwriting it said death wish <laughs> no it was like listen it was like death wish 2017 it sound it looked like a tour date for black sabbath i know so and i it, feel was, as if we should call it like directives you know end of life directives. no death wish man death wish. charles bronson all the way it's a great movie so, but to talk about maybe it's a blog or something like that to share what was on it because everybody took it and then they start yeah. you, know, you have conversations with the people in your life about what you because the pressure let me tell you because people in my family do not do this yeah and the arguments that were had about my grandmother's funeral because in the last week of her life, she decided, I want you to speak and I yeah. want you to speak and then I want this, this, this. And the people were, there were arguments over the service yeah. and that is not something people need. Right. Your dad had the program made. Yeah, we did talk about this shortly after he passed away on this podcast, but I don't think we read the entire thing. We definitely- so maybe it's a blog. No, I would. I'm. I'm. am saying if you're down with this about kind of treading the, uh, through this again and just making the whole thing about. If we've it. already talked about. It. Sometimes I forget about. I'll pitch a video and be like, "You guys, we should do a parody on." And like, not only have we done that song, we did that exact. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I'm. I would be down with doing an entire thing and just calling it Death Wish 2023 because <laughs> I think people are going to click on that, and and I am. I'm so proud of it. I would. I want to shout to the world what he did. 
Yeah. I thought it was really cool. And people were picking up. It's so funny. A lot of them will have reached out to me and been like, we filled out our death wish. People from Westminster that I haven't heard from. That's great. I'm glad that you did. Yes. Right. But I, but I think we could, here's, I want to yes and it. It doesn't just have to be about medical directives and what you want your funeral to be. It's also like what to do with your crap. Yes. You know what I mean? Like a, a, a directive that says, if, if it doesn't give you any value, donate it. Well, your dad, that was his personality. He, you, he never put, he's like you. But, he doesn't, he didn't value a suit or anything. Right. But there were a couple of people who were helping us clean out who could have used that sentence written down on a piece of paper yeah. and, and, and just release you of the guilt that it's yeah. having. Yeah. So I like, I'm a huge fan of just a very, I don't care that I'm 48. Like I'm ready for death wish pen holderness, death wish tour. <laughs> 2023 like let's do it let's make merch i've let's never been so excited about anything in my life <laughs> or my death or your death. okay oh on that note bye bye love you bye don't you go dying on me i'm, I'm planning on staying here for a little bit longer okay hold up what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.